Welcome back, everyone, to Point of Sale. Of course, this is the wonderful retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers and the data and technology that, of course, move their supply chains. And I'm excited because well, we have a wonderful guest with us today. We're going to be talking about last mile delivery here in, in the main segment. But before we get to that, we do have a fun beginning segment for you. And before we get to that, actually call to action for everyone watching this. Uh, if you are not a part of our point of sale community, it's time to do so. So head to freightways.com slash POS in order to sign up for the point of sale newsletter, which you'll get every Monday as part of our community as well. And then, of course, with that, we have a new episode of this wonderful show every single week for you. You can check it out, of course, on Freightwaves TV like you are right now. Or you can see episodes on YouTube or, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. And if you're uh, listening to the podcast versions or you're on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to those episodes so you get notified of new ones down the line, too. So uh, past that, I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about, well, something I'm kind of obsessed with. Uh, as, of course, uh, a girl growing up with dolls, one of my favorite all-time uh, gifts and of course, even to this day, I do actually collect uh, some books and just like random Barbies as well as there we go. I gave it up. We're talking Barbies today. And we're not talking about the actual physical Barbies or the retail uh, supply chain of Barbies itself. I want to actually talk about the color Barbie pink. Now, uh, everyone knows the new Barbie movie is coming out here next month. Super excited. All-star cast. Uh, a whole different genre of Barbies in there as well. I'm super excited. Uh, it's going to be really, really good. I'm, uh, I think we've all been kind of waiting for this, especially us women out there uh, for this uh, movie here for about a, a year now. But what's very interesting is it came out about a week and a half ago that during the production of the movie, the world, not just like the United States, the world ran out of Barbie pink paint. That's right. The whole movie set, because if we can bring up a few pictures of the set, you'll see right here, like this, this is the reason why we ran out of the color. They use this color, this color paint for the whole production. And they use literally all of the world's supply of Barbie pink paint in order to pull it off. Now, for all you color enthusiasts out there, uh, it's actually magenta type pink. It's 87% crimson about 12 or 13 percent green and 54 percent blue uh which yeah there we go that adds up right i'm like uh well but uh and so they mix those three colors together crimson green and blue in order to make this shade now the, there's actually a company right behind making this shade as well and it's called roscoe r-o-s-c-o roscoe paint they're known for supplying the film industry with their paint as well uh, and they've actually won Academy Awards. Uh, in the past, they won awards for creating fog fluid. And they also won Academy Awards for the day and night backdrops. Uh, I believe that was in 2001. And the fog fluid was like back in the, the day, a long, long time ago, like 40-ish 40, 40 years ago. So uh, congrats to them. But uh, not congrats in the fact that they ran out of paint. Now, what's interesting is there were actually, of course, supply chain issues that went involved that were involved with this. Uh, actually, if you remember in 2021, Texas, that Texas freeze uh, that led to a number of a pipe bursting, uh, a lot of issues with their electricity grids, et cetera. 
uh, supply chain issues, of course, roads were awful, uh, infrastructure could not take it. Uh, well, during that time, the company actually lost millions of gallons of stockpiled paint, including Barbie Pink, uh, because, of course, there's so many different ingredients, adhesives as well, within it that were all lost because of that temperature drop. And as they started to restore their inventory, it's interesting, there's an interview with uh, one of their executives that talks about the fact that they they truly learned how far down the paint supply chain they were. And uh, now as, of course, uh, more uh, adhesives came available uh, and more pigments and resin, which are big parts of uh, the ingredients that go into paint, uh, the people that got them first were Home Depot and Lowe's. And so they themselves learned from the Texas freeze that they had to create a better supply chain, find different suppliers. Uh, so in a situation like that, they're able to get their hands on different paints. So uh, they are working on restoring it in their recent interview. Uh, they talked about the magenta color in particular being one of the top colors that they had to get back in. Uh, and it was actually really interesting because in that talk as well, they brought up their next most needed color. And that's actually the complete opposite of Barbie Pink. It's Van Dyke Brown. And if we can show you a picture of it, it's it's not that great. So uh, it's uh, dark. Yeah, it's basically black. It's all, it's a almost black brownish. And so uh, it's interesting to know for the company that supplies the paints for the entertainment industry, if you're looking to have your whole set either pink or I guess this awful brown uh, in the next few months, you're, you're not going to find it. But those are slowly coming back into stock. So don't worry, world, as we enjoy the movie next month. And maybe for some reason you want to paint your whole house pink as well. Maybe just a room or two. Who wouldn't who would love like at least one room, right, of this beautiful color? I got it on today too with my lipstick. Well, that, uh, that paint will come back in stock for you. So don't worry, world. Barbie's coming back and she's bringing the uh, paint back with her as well. And so that's our fun story for today. But of course, we have a wonderful guest with us today as well. Uh, with us is Jim Waters, Vice President of Marketing for Freight. Jim, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, Grace, uh, thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, I, I had no idea that Barbie Pink was um, <laughs> was so hard to find. Um, and I'm from Boston. So, you know, Fenway Green is also very, very tough to get. Well, hey, uh, don't worry, uh, Jim. I know that you're interested in painting that back wall there, the brightest pink you could find, but it's uh, we'll get your hands on it soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm uh, super excited to have you on, though, because this company is very interesting. I got a chance for everyone. Uh, if you want to go look at my articles, and they got a chance to talk about their recent uh, race and, of course, work getting your startup up and running. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Freight, its inception, services available now, and, and the growth overall so far? Yeah, so um, Freight started around uh, circa 2016. Um, you know, a 20-second story of, of how it got started was one of the co-founders um, was in a flooring store. Uh who shall remain nameless and, um, you know, uh, picking out the, uh, the flooring thinking, you know, I'm going to have this in the next day or two days. Um, and upon checkout, he found out that, you know, they could deliver, you know, within three or four miles, um, within the next five to seven business days. And he said, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, I was going to install this, you know, tomorrow or the next day. Um, he said, is there any way I can pick it up? And they said, no, we have to have it delivered. 
Um, we have our own drivers. Unfortunately, there's a, you know, there's a lot for them to do. So they'll get to you within the next five to seven business days. And he said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better last mile solution. Um, and that's where um, Freight was founded. Um, and that was founded back in, you know, circa 2016 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, since then, uh, Freight has grown um, from, you know, one or two folks. Uh, now we're at about around 40 folks um, headquartered again in Cincinnati. Um, but we have uh, 50 geo locations with just over 15,000 drivers. And, you know, the company uh, is a last mile uh, on-demand platform. So shippers or, you know, local retail stores um, can log on and have a driver at their door in under 59 minutes. And we can um, supply them with anywhere from a, you know, a small car, sedan, all the way up to a 26-foot box truck um, with the most professional drivers in the industry. Yeah, it, it, that story is uh, very interesting. I remember we're talking to the co-founder as well, and uh, it's funny, yeah, to me to be like, I live miles away from this location, and you're telling me that I, you can't find one person or even allow me, right, to come pick up this product. And uh, it just we know what's possible in this industry, and I know you've been a part of, of large uh, companies doing really amazing things in this space as well. So you know, like that's just uh, a question uh, or a, a, a great opportunity, right, for a company to come in and disrupt that. And especially being in Cincinnati, I mean, you have such great access to so many different markets uh, within that area. So excited uh, to see bring that those opportunities to the to the Midwest as well. Uh, and we're here today because you guys actually recently put out a survey. If you guys head to FreightWaves.com after this episode, you can see an article I have about the survey and a link to it as well. Uh, but in this survey, you dove you dove into uh, overall last mile needs demands from, uh, oh, I believe, about 95 different individuals. Can you tell us a little bit about the methodology behind this, uh, who you surveyed, and, and really why you wanted to send this out to your customers? Yeah, so um, the methodology was we wanted to reach out to retailers, um, uh, people that um, are doing either online or, um, you know, uh, walk-in retail business, big box retailers. Um, Sherwin-Williams is one of, our, one of our customers. They use us for, um, for last mile. Um, so we reached out to the biggest that we could around 125, 130. We got back 95 responses from specifically people that work either in operations, shipping, logistics, um, or even at the store level, getting um, product out to um, their local customers. Um, and, you know, one of our hypotheses was, what is last mile? Do you, how do you define last mile? And, um, you know, some of the other things that we were looking to validate were how important is last and final mile delivery in your supply chain or in your business? And is it a moneymaker or is it a cost center? Um, and, you know, if it is a cost center, how are you going to tune that up in 2023 and beyond so that you can either make it um, a revenue center or you can make it a revenue center as well as a, you know, a customer success tool for your business to, uh, to expand? Yeah, and you got some really interesting responses to that too. For everyone, uh, 41% of respondents said that order placement to delivery was what they defined as last mile. 22% said strictly just that like pickup 
uh, on the uh, path to delivery to the customer. And you and I were, were speaking as well before this, and for myself as well, I really do think it's a uh, possible revenue generator. I mean, for me, I was, was telling him uh, earlier, like there's something I was buying from uh, Home Depot, but I could also buy it from Lowe's. And one of them was able to get it to me in one day and one was going to take two. And, you know, knowing how long or what that last mile uh, situation was like is is what was the deciding factor for me to even purchase the item. So I, I think even that 41%, right, order placement to delivery is is a huge part of that, which uh, when you think about it that way, even the systems that you're integrating with to showcase that to your customers becomes huge. Yeah, and, and that that's a great point. That's, that's the Amazon effect, right? So um, whether people use Amazon or whether they um, order online from, you know, one of the big, big box retailers, uh, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, um, Walmart using, of course, um, uh, the Go Local um, distribution network they have built. Um, but we're all kind of tuned to if we can't go to the store and pick it up, um, can we order it online and have it on our doorstep um, in less than 24 to 48 hours? And as you said, Grace, you know, if I if I want my uh, my Barbie pink paint um, and I have a choice, I can have it, you know, uh, delivered to me ev- even same day. I mean, you know, we, we've all been trained that if you put in $25 or more on Amazon and you're an Amazon Prime um, customer, you can pretty much have that anywhere between now and midnight, right? So sometimes, uh, you know, customers do like to have that that speed to their doorstep. And not only the speed to the doorstep, but, you know, sometimes you even see the same drivers, right? So it's like having your mail carrier for 25 years. I had Paul, the mail carrier, and you know, whenever there was an exception that was going to happen, you know, he'd ring my doorbell or he'd knock on the door and, you know, he'd say, hey, Jim, you know, uh, this was opened. I don't know if you, you know, want to accept it or, you know, uh, you have something in your mailbox that should have been delivered across the street. I'll take care of that for you. Um, so people are now being um, more accustomed to, you know, the delivery being personalized, um, being professional, um, being courteous, not throwing the things onto your uh, your your front doorstep or your back doorstep and taking a picture of it. Um, so that's where freight and its you know its drivers are lending a hand to these businesses to make sure that you're getting professional vetted drivers that paid for their you know their own uh, background checks. They are owner operators, so they're building their own business. They want to be successful um, and they want to be used over and over again by you know by the Sherwin Williams store or by the um, by the Home Depot store, whoever is using um, our platform to get that uh, that delivery out to their customers. Yeah, I believe it was right about 70% of your respondents said that they were hoping for a reliable delivery and experience. And I think that's really when people say reliable is someone that they trust, that they know, that they see often. And I, I agree. I think that's uh, super important. And, and you like you said, you you trust that if something is going to happen to the product, that that same individual is going to speak up and say something and, and almost maybe even at some point uh, reach back out, right? If they have that close relationship with freight and with the original shipper and get fix maybe those inconsistencies before they even get there. And 
that was another thing as well is, is just being able to interact with that driver or at least watch that uh, worker live. Uh, I think 73% of your respondents said that that helped them stay ahead of those inconsistencies. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe what you learned on the technology side, the visibility portion, right, of the uh, last mile delivery and, and what respondents and supply chain uh, leaders are, are hoping to get out of uh, the last mile in that regards too? Yeah, so so visibility, um, you know, is is another one of those terminologies where, or uh, one of those words that people define differently depending on you know what uh, what industry they're in. Um, you know, for some people, it's location only. For others, it's location and condition. Like, um, did it get dropped? Did somebody open the box? Did um, did the heat rise? You know, to 150 degrees, or did it go down below freezing? Um, but in most cases, it, you know, we have found that it's it's enough for the um, for the customer as well as the shipper to know, you know, where is that look? Where is that uh, shipment right now? Is it sitting in traffic? Is it you know twenty minutes away? Um, so that location part is built into um, the platform that we're using with our drivers, which they use on their phones. Um, the other thing um, that we hypothesized and, and we found out in this survey, along with a lot of other, um, a lot of other great um, uh, uh, nuggets of information for people that are, you know, looking into last mile, is direct communication with the driver. So drivers don't always want to be contacted, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, they're driving and they're they're loading and unloading trucks. Um, they don't have time to be texting and talking. Um, but with our platform, um, a driver can get a note that says, you know, make sure you show up to, to dock number five when there could be 55 or 60 docks. Um, or we have a driver sitting at a locked gate um, and he'll contact us or our back end ops team and say, you know, I can't get in the yard. Um, it's locked. And we can say, hey, you know, all you need to do is go around to the north entrance. That one's open go directly to dock number 15. Um, so visibility in this case, you know, does mean where is, where is my load? Um, not necessarily what condition is it it's in, um, but then direct communication with the driver that's preventing, uh, late arrivals. Um, and it's also, um, preventing drivers from turning around because they think, um, that they can't actually make the delivery. So that's a lot of, um, a, a little bit of the technology, but um, you know, we, uh, we have a lot, uh, more, um, uh, whistles and bells that are going to be, um, actually coming out at our rapid fire demo that we're going to be doing at, um, at your event in Cleveland, um, that we're looking, looking forward to. And that includes, um, being able to select your preferred driver. So if, uh, if Jim's your driver and, you know, I'm doing a great job and all, all your customers love to see Jim, you know, delivering the Barbie paint, um, you can just check a box and say, you know, make sure that if Jim's available, he's our preferred driver. So that's a really nice uh, part of the technology as well. I love that. And I, I love that you guys are going to be showcasing that, of course, at our event here in Cleveland. We'll, uh, after this interview, we'll dive into that for our audience too, if you're looking to attend as well here in a few weeks with us. Uh, I also want to touch on something quickly with you that you brought up that I think is very interesting is urbanization as a whole, right? As, as we're seeing cities expand, or even people maybe in the opposite, moving out to the suburbs, 
how is freight and how uh, how are you responding to maybe those differences in uh, delivery executions? And uh, what exactly or maybe some of your survey members or customers looking for with those drivers as well? Yeah. So, um, you know, urbanization, you know, probably like anything else, <laughs> big started during, uh, you know, during COVID. But, um, you know, there are more and more people. I'm in the Boston area. So there's more and more people moving um, outside the city um, for whatever reason. And, you know, a lot of the shops and stores that sell to um, people that don't live inside a certain area, um, they will not deliver outside a, you know, three to five mile radius. So those types of businesses, um, you know, no matter what they are, if they're retail or non-retail, um, paint, tires, uh, even Midas, one of our customers, um, you know, if they need to go uh, more than six or seven miles, they're calling on freight to, to pick up that delivery, not only because um, of the cost, but you might not have a driver that's, you know, available to do a 30 or 40 mile run. Um, and that's each way, right? So would you rather take one of your full timers, you know, off, off the road from doing seven or eight or nine deliveries in one smaller area just to go out and do a 30 mile each way run? Or would you rather pay, you know, a, um, an owner operator from freight? Um, to do that, that one run for you, it's probably going to cost you less in the long run because you're going to be able to use your normal person um, that has their normal route to get done more of the deliveries that are closer to you. And then we'll take on the, uh, the longer runs. Um, but certainly the urbanization part um, has, has caused the spike in, in final and last mile um, deliveries, especially for freight. Yeah. And uh, there's two different, like, uh, uh, I guess, ways of even planning those and, and having to uh, find those drivers, right? I was talking about actually this aspect on the show with Kaylee on Freightways, T or Freightways Now this morning. And uh, it's it's funny because when I'm out in the suburbs near my parents, if I ever need to find an Uber, it's not happening. Like, it's, it's definitely, and so it showcases to you, right, that huge problem with Amazon clearly will deliver out there. So being able to to build that capacity is, is incredible and that your team is doing that too. Uh, what can we look forward to seeing from Freight? You mentioned everything happening in Cleveland as well. Where can people go to learn more about the company and, and learn more about the work that you're doing as well? Yeah, so you can, uh, you know, folks can visit us directly at Freight, F-R-A-Y-T dot com. Um, and if anybody has any uh, direct questions or, you know, I can send along um, any information or even some of the many we've done three surveys since um, since March um, that have uncovered some really great stuff. Um, I'm just Jim, J-I-M at Freight, F-R-A-Y-T dot com. Um, and we're looking forward to, like I said, to doing a rapid fire demo with you guys in Cleveland um, coming up later in June. We've got some really great features and functionality for shippers, 3PLs, LSPs that are going to be coming out, including the ability to schedule line hauls um bulk uploads um dc to dc shipping um so we're going to start um you know including middle mile uh, along with last mile and final mile so um we're looking forward to servicing you know more and more companies that uh, that need to do longer runs and have a you know a real 
big need for professional um, dedicated drivers and uh, and vehicles. Well, I, I'm excited to watch you guys continue to grow. Like I said, happy to to talk to a company, especially here in like the Midwest, right? My my neck of the woods, making sure that the delivery is available wherever I move or wherever I need it. So uh, thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for coming on for our audience. Go check out the article. On, it's on Freightways now or Modern Shipper, or sorry, Freightways.com or modernshipper.com. You'll see it right at the top and you can learn more about their survey as well. It dives into a lot of interesting areas. So if anyone out there, even as a logistics provider to uh, Last Mile or even looking to go into Last Mile, that's the best part about, I think, the freight tech space right now. We've talked about like this hybrid carrier model a couple times too. You don't have to have these assets when you can work with companies like Freight or other uh, partners in the last mile delivery space to make sure that uh, your last mile services are available to your customers because they'll need them most likely. And of course, like Jim said, hey, it's about time that you get your tickets for Cleveland. In just two weeks now, we're going to be in Cleveland, Ohio for our future of supply chain event. This was in Arkansas last year, but we're bringing it up north to Cleveland. Beautiful time of the year to be there. Excited to see some baseball as well. And so, of course, we're going to have rapid fire demos going and talk about uh, retail supply chain. I mean, Nestle is going to be there, Red Bull, Body Armor, Coca-Cola, L'Oreal, to name a few. So we've got some pretty hefty shippers there, which means perfect opportunity to learn about what exactly they need from their logistics providers as well. So again, head to live.freightways.com. You can get your hotels and all that jazz ready for Cleveland here in just a few weeks. Until then, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you continue to go buy stuff so that we have a retail supply chain show to talk about. And I will talk with you all next week. Wow.